You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Today's episode of the Preppy Podcast is with Michelle, the founder of Canvas Style, an affordable accessory brand you're going to want to learn about. We talk all about how her and her husband developed this brand in a room above their garage, went a different route and wholesaled first with over a million dollars in sales just their first month, and how they're taking over the direct-to-consumer market now because every woman deserves some guilt-free jewelry. If you're an influencer, though, listening today and wanting to focus more on your business, growing collabs, and being profitable in 2022, then you have to take my Pitch Peak Profit course. It's a virtual course where I share my insider knowledge of pitching to help you be more successful. Right now, it's 22% off in celebration of 2022. So use code NEWYEAR at checkout, all one word, NEWYEAR, at checkout at peakedpr.com. That's P-I-Q. UEDPR.com. All right, now let's get into it. All right, so why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Okay, well, my name is Michelle Shaw, and I live in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of Canvas Style. So fun. So now tell me a little bit about growing up then. Like, were you entrepreneurial? Were you crafty? Were you into style and design? Like, what was it like when you were a kid? Um, well, both actually. I was raised by my great grandparents, and my great grandmother was an excellent seamstress. Um, just on, you know, she just did it for for fun, and um, she taught me how to um, design doll clothes and sew doll clothes um, at a very young age, and um, it, always very crafty. And I loved, you know, I poured through fashion magazines. Um, any fashion magazine I could get my hands on. So I've pretty much been in love with fashion my entire life. <laughs> and um, I started my first business when I was 15 years old. Wow. It was Center Stage Twirling Company. I was a competitive baton twirler. So I had to spend a lot of time practicing and, of course, a lot of time on my studies. So, But I also wanted, um, I wanted to work. I wanted a job so I could earn money. So that's what I chose to do. It seemed to get the biggest bang for my, for my buck. And I had a lot of fun doing it. That's so fun. Okay. So tell me a little bit more than about this first, uh, (laughs) business. Like what, what did it include? Um, I basically, I remember, I think they were like hot pink and hot green because at that time you didn't print things in color. It was super expensive. So I had these little flyers that were in black and white, but they were printed on, you know, like hot pink paper and passed them out at the local like elementary school and that was basically my first um, experience with advertising. And then they would, all these little girls called and, and signed up for baton twirling lessons. And I taught private lessons and group lessons. And um, a lot of the girls, like, they started with me when they were eight years old. And I've now attended their weddings and seen oh them gosh. have children of their own. So, um but it we had we had a lot of fun. We traveled all over the country competing in competitions. 
Um, That's so cool. I love that entrepreneurial spirit. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs that I interview, they've done something similar growing up. You know, for me, it was I would sell, I would paint pots and sell spider plants at the end of my driveway. So I feel like (laughs) everyone, like that entrepreneurial spirit is in you from the beginning. (laughs) Absolutely. I agree 100%. So now when it came time for college, where and what did you end up studying then? Well, I ended up going to Texas State University. At that Mm -hmm. time, it was called Southwest Texas State. Um, And I actually, I graduated with a degree in health and fitness management with a minor in business. So it was a little bit different, but I was also really interested in in health and and fitness and um, the, the business component to that as well. Okay. So then once you have this degree, then like, what did you start doing right after school? Um, Did you go into more like health and fitness for a little bit? Or did you go into marketing? Like, tell me about your first career out of school. Actually, um, my first career out of school, I was a school teacher. I taught second grade. And it was an absolute disaster. Um, it was um, it was not a great fit. Would be an understatement. But um, I went on into advertising sales after that. Before finally finding my footing in the fashion jewelry business. So okay, tell me a little bit about then teaching. So how did you go from fitness to then teaching? Like what was what was the reasoning behind well, that? It was actually a lot of my twirling students' parents. Um, They're like, oh, but you're so great with kids. And like, yeah, but not all kids, just the kids that really have a competitive spirit and drive (laughs) and um, like that. I said, I don't know about like all kids. They're like, oh, you would be great. Well, (laughs) oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. And um, so it really made me appreciate my twirling students and um, understand like really how hard they worked and how dedicated they were to the sport. Um, so anyway, I met a lot of great friends teaching and and things like that, but it was definitely not a good fit for me. I learned I don't have a lot of patience mm-hmm. at all. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and I, I tried second grade and fifth grade and fourth grade. And um, then I finally made the transition to advertising sales. Okay. Well, I think, you know, one of the important things from that, at least, is I think a lot of times people think like, oh, well, if I don't do it now or if I don't do it right out of college, then like it's never going to happen, like that you have to know right away. And you don't that's not necessarily true. Sometimes it takes a little bit of a journey to find the right fit for you and, you know, your skills and your personality and you need to try things, you know? Absolutely. And also not to get locked in just because you're in a career doesn't mean that you're locked into that forever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, making changes can be a bit scary, but um, I feel like it's worse to be stuck doing something that is not a great fit for you. Um, no, definitely. You know, timing is never going to be perfect, um, but you have to, you know, take a leap. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there's things that you learn from, you know, that teaching gig or the advertising and, you know, from studying sports that you apply to what you do today. You just might not have known it at the time when you were in the weeds with it, but there's a lesson that you can learn all throughout. Oh, absolutely. And I've, I've learned many lessons, um, you know, when I was teaching and 
also um, advertising sales and things like that, that, that I still use um, today. And it definitely, now that I have a daughter, it makes me so appreciative of um, the great teachers that she has. I'm glad <laughs> I wasn't her teacher. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So now you're in advertising sales and then tell me like, how long were you in that before you decided to get into fashion? I did it for, it was right at about two years. And okay. at the time, um, David, my husband and I, we were also, we were kind of starting this fashion jewelry business, but it was kind of a side gig for both of us. We both had full-time jobs. And um, so after work and on, you know, evenings and weekends, we would spend time like designing jewelry. Um, we had about an 800 square foot garage apartment and um, like above our garage and so we would, you know, design samples and and things like that. So the business was kind of brewing at, at that time. And then after about two years, I was able to quit my full-time job and, um, and, and do the jewelry business full-time. So tell me about the initial jewelry business then when you guys were, you know, making samples above your garage. Like... Why did you guys decide to take the leap and go into jewelry and sort of what was, what was that process and like, you know, the aha moment behind that? Like, well, we, we were at that time we were doing, my husband was working um, for his parents and um, we just really wanted something of, of our own. We were both very entrepreneurial, hardworking people. um, And he had a really good grasp on the, the jewelry industry and I loved fashion and, and jewelry so it just seemed like a, a great fit for both of us um, and at that time we were selling to like wholesalers and distributors and making you know private label for for other brands okay and um, at that time the wholesale business was was a was a big deal and um, so we did that for for several years, I guess. Yeah. And okay, so you're doing that and you're finding then that, you know, you have this this wholesale market that wants your jewelry. So when was the decision made to sort of take it up a notch and you to be part of Canvas Style full time? Like tell me about some of the first steps to getting things together to be able to do that and what those steps were and the thought behind it. Well, after um, we had built this um, really successful, you know, wholesale business and like private label business, and we had gotten it to the point where it pretty much was running itself. I mean, we did all of the designing, but it wasn't, you know, we were having a lot more free time on our hands and we were still very young. And I guess we just really decided, I always joke that we didn't have enough stress in our lives. So <laughs> we started Canvas. And we found it. (laughs) (laughs) So it just seemed like the next logical step. Um, You know, like I said, we've been designing for other brands. And I'd always wanted to have a fashion brand of my own. So it just seemed like the timing was right. And it was, um, I guess, around August 2015 Mm -hmm. is when we really started um, deciding, okay, let's do this. And we started talking to some of our bigger customers and our, our better customers and we knew we had to find the right sales agencies and we wanted to be in the best showrooms and sales agencies across the country. So that's kind of where we started. Um, so some of our customers connected us with 
different agencies that they love to work with, different showrooms. And at this point, we didn't have a name. We didn't have a line. We were, it was just kind of a concept. And we were going and we're like, but trust us, it's going to be fabulous. You're going to love it and we're going to kill it. And they're like, do you have anything to show us? Not, not really, but <laughs> give us a few weeks and we'll have something great, I promise. Um, and luckily, they um, we had several agencies. They kind of took a leap of faith with us, and um, we were able to launch in January of 2016 in, in Atlanta, actually. That's awesome. So now, where does the name Canvas Style come from, first of all? Well, and we started out as just Canvas, and it just seemed fitting. We didn't have a lot of time to plan this. It's kind of like when David and I decide to do something, we jump in like headfirst and like all in and it's just like a whirlwind. So we're not huge planners that we sit around and plan things for like years and years and years. Mm -hmm. It's just like, we're going to do this, so let's do it. So it was very quick, but Canvas came about. It was like, well, you know, we're kind of like a blank canvas and we're going to help women define their style. So we have always had a very extensive collection and, you know, whatever your style, we're going to help you define it and just kind of think of yourselves as a blank canvas. Um, then recently we have started going to canvas style. It's, it's just a bit easier. Our website is canvasstyle.com and our Instagram handle was canvas underscore style. And um, it just gives people a, a little more insight to, to what the brand is. I love that. That is like a blank canvas. And I also, I'm of the same mindset. I feel like some people get so stuck on, okay, have ideas, but they never do anything with it. And I'm someone that the second I have an idea, I'm like, okay, we're doing it 100%. Like, let's go. Oh, so I, I totally relate to that. Right, right. Yeah, sometimes you, I mean, if you wait and wait and wait for the perfect moment, I don't feel like there's ever a perfect time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, sometimes you just have to jump off the ledge and <laughs> yeah. hope you land in a great spot. So work, <laughs> work really hard. It's not, you know, it's not like it happens by chance. I mean, I, I will say it was a lot of blood, sweat and tears for sure. And a lot of really, really hard, grueling work. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's paying off, so that's good. So we talked a little bit about how the business has changed over the years, how sort of you focused more on wholesale at first, and then, um, you know, you started designing your own pieces instead of private labels. So talk to me a, a little bit more about that change over the years, because I feel like the business has really changed over the years for you guys. It really has. Um, and I guess the biggest difference when we started Canvas or now Canvas Style, is we went direct to boutiques and, and department stores. Before, we were selling kind of like the middleman, which used to be a big deal. I don't know that there's a whole lot of them left. Um, I feel like most brands now, they, um, you know, that wholesaler is, is not that prominent anymore. Yeah. So we went directly to boutiques, um, you know, like at market. And um, we didn't really focus on direct to consumer. We started like in 2019, but it was still kind of, our business was pretty much hundred percent wholesale at that time. Mm -hmm. We started trying to dabble in it a little bit, but we were so busy with wholesale. It wasn't, and it was doing so well, it wasn't a huge priority um, until the pandemic hit. 
and then it became a really big priority. Yep. <laughs> Along <laughs> with everyone else, right? <laughs> right, right. So then how would you describe your brand as it is today? For someone listening who might not be familiar with Canvas Style, like what what describes Canvas Style and what you guys offer um, to consumers today? I would say that um, it's a contemporary lifestyle brand created for the modern woman seeking effortless style. Um, my husband and I, David, um, we design each piece um, in-house. We... Um, focus on on quality but also guilt-free price points mm-hmm. and we have an extremely extensive collection we introduce five to six hundred new pieces um, each season and I really feel like there's something for almost everyone um, from like teens and, and young adults like the busy moms on the go the stylish executive um, you know, even the fashionable grandmother. So we really do have a very large, um, extensive collection of fashion jewelry. Definitely. And, you know, I agree. I think there is truly something for everyone, no matter your style, if you're more trendy or more preppy. Um, and you had mentioned that these guilt-free prices is kind of one of the, the big parts of the business. So what... Tell everyone listening, like, how affordable the brand is. Like, I think it's so great for gifting or if you just want to indulge in, like, you know, a new pair of earrings to put a smile on your face or to go with that dress. So talk a little bit about what the price points are. Exactly. Um, well, we are we have price points starting at just $18, and it's actually one of our most popular items, our Bali bracelets. They're totally waterproof, um, freshwater pearl, great for stacking, um, and just really made for living your best life and um you're playing tennis um i love matching a stack to my tennis outfit mm-hmm. um whether you're swimming you're at the beach whatever and those start at just 18 dollars um and it's it's fashion jewelry so i feel like it's something that it's, it's supposed to be fun you're supposed to have a lot of it it's not your um you know your fine jewelry that you may only have a piece or two of that that's very special. I mean, this is supposed to be fun and you can really change up your, your look. I mean, you may not be able to afford like a brand new wardrobe every season, but by adding new pieces of jewelry, you can definitely change up your look and make things look fresh. Yeah. And even though it's affordable, the quality is still there. It's really great. I love all of my pieces. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. You know, we focus on um, on quality because, again, I mean, I wear this every single day, and um, I like to say I have pretty expensive taste, and <laughs> yes. um, so I want to be proud of of my product as well, and I want it to be something that I want to wear, and and I and I love it. Um, of course, I don't wear every single piece in the line because, like I said, we ha- we try to offer, um, you know, a wide variety, um, you know, something something for everyone, and I. I certainly have my favorites. Um, I love a bracelet stack. I, I mean, I absolutely love bracelets. Um, so, yeah. What's yeah. your favorite piece on the website right now? Actually, what would you say? Oh my gosh, it'd have to be two. Like, I am in love with our Leilani bracelets. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like our resin kind of two bracelets, and we have them in discs. We have them with and with chinoiserie beads, and I probably wear a stack of some form or another of those almost every single day. Yeah, those, those are- I love the pave version of those. They're so they I look so expensive. Every time I wear them, people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like how affordable they are. 
Yes, those were really fun, especially for the for the holidays, just to get a little bit of bling in there. And um, no, and I, I love them because they come. We have so many colors. Um, I want to say, oh goodness, I am. We up to thirty. Wow, twenty-four, thirty colors. I mean, there's literally a color for anything you have in your closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they're fun to just mix and match and see what kind of what new fun combinations um, can come up with. Definitely. So back to business. What would you say has been your biggest marketing tool? Is it like Instagram, Facebook, word of mouth, going to markets? Like what would you say your biggest marketing tool has been? I would say, well, first of all, it was going to market. It would, Mm -hmm. it was, it would be, um, like Atlanta and, and Dallas, but more so for, for the wholesale. Um, but now it would have to be it's Instagram, and um, we've recently started partnering with some really great influencers, and we do Google ads, like a combination of Google, Facebook, and Instagram advertising is right now is probably our our biggest marketing. Tool. Definitely, no, I think a lot of people forget about the wholesale and the direct to consumer when thinking about marketing. But I think it's, you know, such a big part because when people are in stores, then, you know, they, they can see and feel it, which you can't always get over the internet. And um, it's just that brand recognition too, you know? Right, right. And I feel like it helps our boutiques. The more brand recognition that we create around Canvas style, Mm -hmm. then people are going to be going to their favorite local boutiques and like, oh, do you have, do you have Canvas or where's your Canvas? And um, so I would always encourage people to, you know, shop local first. Um, you know, if, if, if you love Canvas and, and your favorite boutiques don't carry Canvas, maybe put that little bug in their ear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then, of course, we also have our um, a retail website um, as well. Definitely. Now, what do you think has been your greatest success or like something you're really proud of that you've accomplished with the business? I would have to say our greatest success was probably being able to pivot quickly at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Um, at that time, we were pretty much 100% wholesale, like dependent on boutiques, department stores, and large chain stores. And with everything started shutting down and stores started closing and department stores started shuttering and going under, um, you know, we freaked out for about a week and a half. And <laughs> Then we rolled up our sleeves and we started growing our direct-to-consumer business. And I would say I spent a solid three days like doing nothing but studying like Google ads, Facebook and Instagram advertising, um, just trying to learn the basics so that I could start placing ads, um, you know, and then spending as little money as possible, but trying to get, you know, the biggest return and just trying to understand that myself because at that point, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't. We, we were in a great place, but we didn't know how long this was going to last. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. were they going to shut down our boutiques for like six months? I mean, you know, we just didn't know what we were, you know, what we were in for. And um, fortunately, it um, we had probably one of the, I think, the best years we've ever had in business that year. Oh wow. That's amazing. And I always say, like, I've had a lot of people on here say COVID kind of pushed them in a direction that they had been putting off or, you know, just hadn't got to yet. And it, in a way, was a blessing because they got to do those things like, 
you know, now go to direct to consumer or make a website or whatever it may be. So there's always, you know, a silver lining, I feel like that you just have to look for. Right. Absolutely. And I feel like that's why so many small businesses did. And I, I mean, talking to at market to some of our boutiques, mm-hmm. they said that they, I mean, the numbers that they were seeing, um, they had their best years ever. And it was just, I think that small business, you know, there's not a lot of red tape to go through. It's just like, you know, something has to be done and you just roll up your sleeves and you do whatever it takes to, to get the job done. So it definitely propelled us out of our comfort zone. Um, you know, I'm much more of a creative brain. I prefer the creative side, diving into analytics and spreadsheets and all of that. I, can I do it? I can, (laughs) you have to, but it's certainly not my forte and it's not how I would like to spend all of my days, but you know, COVID kind of, um, pushed us in that direction and and made us do things that we weren't necessarily comfortable with, but the result was really good. And I think that happened to a lot of, of small businesses. Mm -hmm. Now, where do you get inspiration or like who inspires you when you're, when you're designing a new piece, like where do you get inspiration or is there someone in specifically that, you know, inspires you in an entrepreneurial or business sense? Well, um, Dave and my husband, he has a great eye and a great, um, um, like sense of, a sense of design Mm -hmm. as well. And so we are constantly bouncing ideas off of one another. And that's one thing when you work in a family business, like it's, there is no such thing as like nine to five. It's like 24 seven. Um, and we pay really, we travel a lot and we love to travel. We love to travel abroad and, as well as in the U.S. And so we're constantly on the lookout for, um, you know, different trends because in different areas you'll see different things are, are, are trending. Um, popular home decor trends. Um, for example, we were noticing that everything is wicker right now. And we started noticing that um, at market, like from like chandeliers and like pendant lighting. And it was just really making a big um, comeback and yep. it's huge. So we have a collection that was inspired by that. And it's um, a lot of, we translated that into to jewelry. So a lot of um, earrings and necklaces, bracelets, um, but all based on that. And we also, um, so, other, you know, other popular home decor designs, like when Chinoiserie um, started, we started seeing that everywhere. I mean, it was on patterns for for sofas and on chairs and, and clothes and and things like that. And so that really helped us, um, you know, inspired our collection of our first blue and white chinoiserie collection. Not to mention that we have blue and white chinoiserie everywhere in our house. I mean, we've had had it that way for for a very long time. We both love the blue and white, um, like the different cash pots. We've got huge um, planters and uh, everything. So that was really exciting to, to get to work on that collection it was so close to, to home. Yeah, definitely. And I would agree. Your husband, I feel like does have like a pulse on what's going to be big and what's, what people are doing and where you guys need to be. I have to say too, which I think is really unique for a guy. There's some, I feel like, I don't know if you listen to other podcasts, but, um, how I built this and he interviewed the Lululemon founder, who's a male and, same with him. Like he was like, I just kept seeing like women going to yoga classes and like wearing athleisure. And so I figured like, why not get in on this business? It's going to be the next big thing. And I feel like he's similar in that aspect. He is very, very similar. 
to that. And um, he talks to a lot of people and we really, you know, try to, um, you know, have very close relationships to a, a lot of our customers and our sales agencies and our sales reps. And they're constantly, you know, they bring us, well, hey, you know, some of my customers have been asking for this. And mm-hmm. so you start hearing the rumble and um, I guess it's just really maintaining a, a focus and, and, and casting a wide net. Like you're always looking for the next big thing, the next big idea, what's going to, you know, what are people, what's trending now and, and things like that. So just being aware, I guess. Yep. No, that makes sense. So since this is the preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does preppy mean to you? Like, how would you describe it today in these modern times? Yes, I would say kind of classic, all-American style. It's, it's casual, but a very pull-together look. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of it as more crisp and, and pressed, um, easy to wear. Definitely. I think those are all great answers. And you have some preppy pieces from Canvas Style, too. We do. We do. And we... I feel like this season, like our line really strikes a balance between some colorful and preppy designs, mm-hmm. updated classics, and, and on-trend t- styles as well. Like we never want to be so trendy that you can't wear it next season if you wanted yeah. to, um, but we always kind of have our finger on on that pulse. You know, we don't want – we want to be on-trend but not super trendy – um, and we always want it to be easy to pair and wear. Uh-huh. And as a mom, I really appreciate that because you just don't have time. There's just not enough time in a day to do everything and do it well. So if I can easily throw on a stack of bracelets that are all stretch, oh my gosh, that's huge. Because then yeah. I feel put together and it took like two seconds to do. And um, that, that's that's our goal, to make fashion easy. Yeah. No, I love that about it. So what are some of your favorite influencer accounts to follow on social media, would you say? Oh my goodness. There's so many, but um, I love So Sarah Hunt, Mm -hmm. The Lovely Flamingo, Skylin Brunette, Chapel Chandler, Regency Revival, Mary Catherine Designs, James Dean Lane, of course, the preppy publicist. (laughs) (laughs) Collectible Brooks, um, to name a few. I also love Hibiscus House. I'm like in love with all of the lacquer. Um, oh friends. yeah. So those are those are good. Those are good followers, and all those ladies, I feel like they exude happiness in their accounts and in real life, which I love. That yes, yes, and I just love. I mean, they're so pretty, and you just everything is. I don't know. I, I do. I love them. Mary Alice Home, another one that I recently discovered. Um, mm-hmm. And their feeds are so beautiful and um, aspirational. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, what about some other small businesses and small brands that you love, like to pair with your jewelry or you just love supporting? Um, well, we've I've found some new ones lately. Um, Coco and Jace, they mm-hmm. are another um, small um, business based out of San Antonio as well. And very cute stuff. So I love them. Um, Dudley Stevens, dress for cocktails. I love the cute, um, the little handbag, the little clutches, handbags, the, the interchangeable bows. I think they're adorable. Yeah. Um, Days with Darvany, um, the tablecloths. I, I, I 
just discovered her um, a couple of months ago, and I am in love with all of her tablecloths and pretty napkins and things like that. Um, Sailor Sailor is another one that very fun dresses. Yeah, those are all all good brands. And some of them I've interviewed on the podcast too. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your favorite like place for business advice or fashion advice? Like, is there a book that you read or maybe a, a website you go to or a blog or a TV show? Like, what would you suggest people check out in terms of business or fashion advice? I feel like it's more has more to do with connecting with people mm-hmm. um, than, you know, reading something in, in a magazine or something like that. So lately um, getting to meet, I've, I've gotten to meet a lot of, of um, small business owners this, this past year and just connecting with them and staying close to ourselves agencies and, you know, hearing their ideas and really like staying close to our customers and, and talking to friends and, you know, finding out, you know, how, how do you view jewelry or how, what do you think about um, our jewelry? What would you like to see us have? Yeah. Um, things like that. I, I found that that is probably more beneficial for us and has worked better for us than, um, than, than anything else is just really talking. It's like finding you. your tribe and like nurturing exactly. it. And, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, of course, our, our, um, our employees, we've got a great, um, team right now. And so we're constantly bouncing ideas off of them and they bring ideas to us as well. Yep. Now, what's your favorite part about what you do about getting to own canvas style and design? Like what, what do you really love about what you do? I absolutely love the creative part of the business. Um, it's so much fun when your ideas and everything, you know, really comes to fruition. I love, um, I love the graphic design part and getting to know other people, getting to meet, um, you know, some great influencers and other creative, um, small business owners that in, you know, seeing, hearing how they've got their start, hearing what works for them, what they've tried, what doesn't work. Um, so I'm a very, I'm a huge people person. So for me, it's, you know, getting to know people and talking to people and seeing what makes everyone tick. Yep. Now, what is next for you guys? Like any sneak peeks or things people should look out for? Um, any new pieces or collections or anything like that? Well, we have a bunch of new collections that are dropping for spring. Um, one of our most exciting things are we are doing 24 karat gold and um, ball bead bali bracelets. So mm-hmm. We have 43 colors in our Bali bracelets with freshwater pearls. And now we are introducing in January, just right around the corner, um, 24 karat gold, like matte gold. And they are so beautiful. And it just really gives them a whole new look mm-hmm. that, is, that is so fun. So that's one of the one of the things I'm super excited about. And those are beautiful. I got a sneak peek of them when we were in Palm Beach. And they do. They just have like a whole different look. I I love them. Thank you. Um. Yeah, they're definitely one of my favorites. 
Now, my last question is where can people find Canvas Style? Like, let everyone know your website URL and your social media handles. It's our website is canvasstyle.com. Our Instagram handle is canvas underscore style. And um, just to be really confusing, our Facebook is canvas jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you, Michelle. This was so fun learning more about the business and sharing it all um, with my listeners. Well, thank you so much, Patricia, for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 